Hello, my name is Rebecca Mae Johnson. I'm a writer and cook, and this is my Substack. This week's newsletter is a diary entry about walking on walls, a conversation with a man on the allotment, recipes for gooseberry galette and flat beans in tomato sauce after Rachel Roddy, and then eating notes. Climbing walls. I saw feet walking across the top of the brick wall through a few inches of open window in the bathroom. It was a surprising sight, so I lifted the window further, whereupon I saw a boy extending his leg to step from the wall onto the mock slate roof over the single-storey former wash house. I suspected that the section of roof over which he proposed to climb was rather tender, with moss growing between the mock slates. Hearing movement, the boy looked over, quite alarmed. Probably better not to climb on the roof, I said. Oh, sorry, he said. I didn't want him to feel bad, so I said. If you do want to get through in that direction, the door from the passage behind the wall to the street is not locked. You can go through there if you want, but it could be dangerous on the roof. I responded as if he might simply have needed better directions to avoid the roof as if the purpose of walking along the top of the wall was simply to get from A to B. Perhaps it was. It was a sunny morning, and I could see across the maze of walls separating one yard from another, revealed as a low-altitude climbing adventure. I recognised the boy from almost three years ago, when he and his friend were playing on the allotment site, running around the paths behind the bramble hedges, hiding and climbing over things. They looked over at me quite a few times as they played, a little nervous. I said, hi, and they said, hi, and told me they were looking for lizards, as if I needed an explanation. I let them look around under the debris recently excavated from the earth on my plot. Insulation panels, metal, breeze blocks, plastic sheeting. They didn't find any lizards, though, and I invited them to plant bulbs with me. Each boy dug a hole and planted a daffodil bulb, which, due to their small stature and the hardness of the earth, they found quite difficult. They couldn't believe it would take six months for the bulb to reappear above ground as a flower. The boy on the wall was now taller and without his friend. I had not realised he was my neighbour. Or maybe he wasn't and had travelled across lots of back walls and washhouse roofs before I saw his feet. He said he did not need to go through the passageway with a door at the end and would return the other way. He turned to walk back along the wall and I closed the window, leaving him to his own devices. I was glad that one of the other neighbours who shares the passageway did not see him. Once we forgot our house key and Sam, who was much taller than me, climbed over the back wall to open the gate and let me in so we could climb via the washhouse roof into a first floor window. It was 8pm in August, still a little light, and we were not making any effort to be quiet or conceal what we were doing. Suddenly, 
I heard excitable but hushed talking from the house behind me across two floors, almost like the people inside were using walkie-talkies. Then, loudly and with great force, I heard, Oi! from our neighbour, whose voice I knew from when he spoke to his wife in the yard behind their house. I said, We've forgotten our key. Oh yeah, prove it, he said. It turned out that that day, without informing us or the other house whose back gate leads into the passageway, he had, he had installed a surveillance camera looking into our shared space. Despite his desire to monitor his surroundings, he had failed to notice that we had been his neighbours for six months. He saw us first as criminals through his surveillance camera. Eventually, and after some effort, we convinced him that we were not breaking into our house. We were his catch. He was reluctant to let us go. But he suggested we borrow a ladder instead of climbing the roof. Gooseberry Galette and Braised Beans Hesitant about what I would find at the allotment after being away, expecting the tomato plants had died. A horizon of Parker's variety, Yarrow, has grown above the fence. A good decision to plant tall, bright yellow flowers at the entrance. It takes the edge off the weeds. Barley-type grass dropping seeds about that I must remove. But tomatoes, thriving despite no water since I planted them a month ago. Happily, also, Bushes I put in two years ago are heavy with gooseberries. This is the first time I have picked them. Hinnonmaki Red and Green Careless are the varieties. Electric pale blue flowers on spires of Chicoria gone to seed, six foot high and more. One neon red gladioli. A lime green and burgundy spider near the rhubarb chard, which later changes colour when it stands next to green chard. An old man from the other side of the site comes to the water tap and speaks to me and says he got a letter from the council about his plot. It's not a market garden, it's a hobby, he said. I said I had a lot of weeds to deal with after being away. He said, you've done nothing wrong, which made me feel good then spoke in admiration about the artichoke plants, which are now flowering with a deep pile of bright purple at their centre. The same man had spoken to me about artichokes a few months before, when he had asked me about growing them and eating them, said he'd never seen them on an allotment plot before. Then he told me he had found an artichoke in a shop and tried cooking them for the first time. I remember he told me he hadn't tried them before. And now I see him and again and he's cooked one. He didn't much like the taste and so much effort too. Then he said, maybe it's the way I cooked it. I said, they can be prepared in different ways. When they are young, they can be fried and that's nice. I said, then we more or less said goodbye. With the gooseberries washed and dried and laid out on tea towels, I decided to make a galette with the red ones. I wanted it to be very quick, so I went to Morrison's and bought some Jazz Roll pre-rolled puff pastry. 
The method to assemble the tart was based on the Chez Panisse apricot galette recipe from their fruit book, which I have made several times and think is very good. Gooseberry galette serves four to six. Ingredients. 350 grams of gooseberries. One 320 gram sheet of puff pastry. I had the Juz Roll ready rolled one. Four heaped tablespoons of ground almonds. Two tablespoons of soft brown sugar. Two tablespoons of demerara sugar. One teaspoon of powdered cinnamon. 40 grams of unsalted butter. How to make. Preheat the oven to 200 degrees Celsius. On the floured surface, roll out the pastry to half a centimetre thick in a square rectangle shape. I rolled out my pre-rolled pastry a little thinner than it came in the packet. Carefully put the pastry onto a metal baking sheet or a large oven tray, as, or as I had, a large round iron dish, and put it in the fridge. Meanwhile, in a bowl, mix together the four tablespoons of ground almonds with two tablespoons of soft brown sugar and two tablespoons of demerara sugar and one teaspoon of cinnamon. If you only have one type of sugar, that's fine too. Then, in a small saucepan, melt the butter and set aside. Remove the pastry from the fridge on its baking sheet and then in the middle of the pastry square, Put two-thirds of the almond sugar mixture and spread it out until it comes to one inch from the sides of the pastry. Then put all of the gooseberries on top so they come to one inch from the sides too. Then fold over the pastry from the edge so it covers one inch worth of gooseberries and almond mixture all around so there's some berries under the crust. Do this so it makes a rough circle. Then brush the folded over pastry surface with melted butter. Then sprinkle the rest of the almond sugar mixture over the pastry crust, which makes it really delicious. Bake in the bottom third of the oven for 30 to 40 minutes or until golden brown on the crust. Slide onto a wire baking rack to cool. Carefully, the fruit will be very hot. Serve with cream and or ice cream. Flat beans and tomatoes with feta and brown rice. Serves too with leftovers. The galette was the dessert following a successful adaptation of Rachel Roddy's flat beans in tomato made using tinned, not fresh tomatoes with the quantities I had and served with brown basmati rice. Ingredients. One tin of tomatoes. Five tablespoons of olive oil. 360 grams of stringless flat green beans. One large mild onion, finely sliced. Basil or parsley. Served with 200 grams of feta cheese. One cup of brown rice, cooked in salted water. I find the nuttiness a good foil for the sweet tomatoes and a small piece of butter to put on the rice when you've cooked it. How to make. Heat the olive oil 
and add the onions with a pinch of salt. Cook on a low medium heat for around 10 minutes or until very soft but not browned. Add the cut up beans and stir, coating in the oil and onions for three to four minutes. Add the tomatoes, breaking up any whole ones with a spoon. Simmer, half covered for roughly 40 minutes on a lowish heat or until the beans are very soft and the tomato is greatly reduced. The beans are not so much in sauce as coated in oily tomato sauce. Check the seasoning when cooked and add salt to taste and a grind of black pepper. Ideally, leave to rest for an hour at least before serving. Tear in basil or add chopped parsley just before you eat it at room temperature. When you want to eat, cook the brown rice in salted water from cold until tender. Leave enough time for it to rest, covered, around five minutes, with a little butter before serving. Eating notes. Rice pudding and cinnamon ice cream with raspberry sorbet at Galupo. The best I've had from there, both individually and as a combination. The rice pudding ice cream gives a mild backdrop against which the sorbet can shine. I couldn't particularly taste the cinnamon, but it didn't matter. Superior to a disappointing fresh mint structure teller ice cream I had at Galupo, which is not a patch on most mint choc chip ice creams and tasted like day old mint tea. Eaten with my wonderful sister-in-law, Sarah, who is visiting from the US, and Sam. Fried chorizo slice, egg and avocado in a brioche bun at home for breakfast. Ben and Jerry's cookie dough piece pop, which if you can get past the awful name is a decent ice cream with cookie dough inside. Intriguingly, the chocolate around the outside doesn't crack as such, but is somehow soft despite being very cold. This makes for less loss of chocolate shards as you eat it, which is a good thing but I did miss the crisp texture of cold chocolate. Eaten in Ipswich train station. Campari and tonic, green olives and tortilla chips eaten while cooking the green beans and galette when I felt so happy and like myself. Thanks for listening.